What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to TTB Ravens Media. This is, of course, the Trust the Bank podcast. In between week two and three right now, obviously coming off of a big loss against the Miami Dolphins, previewing a big week against the New England Patriots. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, Joshua, you know, we, we just signed JPP today, you know, as well. So let's just talk about that initially. Jason Pierre-Paul in Baltimore. What do you think about that? What do you think about that move? Man, I'm going to be honest with you. I know everybody's going to be like, you know, uh, we should have been called him up. But me personally, man, it's another old guy. I mean, yeah, we made a splash in the, in the, in the free agency um, in the offseason. I love that. But, you know, we still, you know, getting those antiques, you know. I mean, yeah, he he produced a little bit for the Buccaneers and everything like that. But how much can he produce in, in this in this defense? I mean, yes, we have – I mean, we have Justin Houston. We have Jason Campbell. Calais uh, Campbell, excuse me. My bad. Michael Pierce, you know. Veterans. I love my veterans. I love my veterans in the front seven, but at the end of the day, we still need some young juice guys. Me personally, I would have loved for us to actually move Jeremiah Moon up to the from the practice squad to the active roster. But hey, that's just that's just me, you know, being a fan, wishing wishing for some of these young guys to get the opportunity and chance in this ailing defense that's still trying to figure out their identity. So me right now, you know, with the Jason Pierre Paul move, yeah, it's a good move for death, but you know, I just don't like to keep on. Uh, let's open up our let's open up our box. Let's let's blow the dust off. Let's see what we can find. And look who look and look looky here. JPP, the nine, the nine finger legend. You know, that's who we can find to bring to the Ravens <laughs> and hope he can save us until we get Tyus Bowser and David Ojabo back. I mean, if he can help, if he can help us till those guys come back, by all means, I'm fine with it. But me, I you know, I'm I think I'm getting a little spoiled with us now getting more younger pieces to this defense. I think, yeah, I think having the young pieces is definitely important to this team, but you brought up the the young guys. They're all hurt right now is the issue. And I personally, I don't think Jeremiah Moon is an NFL caliber player. He is not a player that I would want to see out there. Like if you're having him on the, if you have him on the roster and you're like, okay, this is if someone goes down, you can throw him out there. Be like, yeah, fine, whatever. But I, I do not want him out there getting meaning. I do not want to see Adafi away sub out and see Jeremiah Moon running onto that football field because that play I know guaranteed I'm like, we're getting no pressure. This play, this will not work. Uh, but Jason Pierre, Paul, I have some hope that he can at least get a little bit of pressure, beat a couple of guys, um, do a little bit of things that, until we get Tyus Bowser back until we get David Ajabo, you know, maybe in the second half of the season, I think it's a really good guy to have in the building where we can have him, you know, right now get to work. And then, you know, when we get this younger guy back, hey, you can take a back seat. And also, he and Justin Houston will be able to sub in and out with each other, which I think will be very beneficial because I don't think there will be a lot of times where both of them are out there on the field rushing the passer at the same time. Sure. I think it's going to be sub them in, sub them out, and it will actually give them more juice, right, rather than having Justin Houston out there all the time. Yeah. Subbing in and out edge rushers, it's very edge rushers are very different from offensive linemen. Offensive linemen, they're out there every single play. That would suck. Being an offensive lineman would be so brutal. The amount of energy that you have to go through. And then edge rushers, it's like, no, they sub in and out. No matter who they are, they sub in and out. Even TJ Watt subs out. Um, and then you don't want to be the guy going up against TJ Watt after he subs back in uh, because he just got two plays off. You know, watching uh Primetime football this last week. Uh, I want to say it was Sunday night football. Or the last time I watched the Cowboys game, maybe it was the the four o'clock game. Michael Parsons seven out on third down. 
And it's like, Micah Parsons, he leads the leading sack. Why? Because the edge rushers need breaks. Yeah. Now we're always going to have kind of a vet, um, you know, savvy pass rusher out there across from the young, energetic guys. Uh, you know, maybe we throw Malik Harrison out on the edge. We obviously have Adafi away. I think it's going to be an interesting one-two punch. But, um, yeah, I think also it wasn't a minimum signing, a minimum deal. So that I felt like was kind of interesting that like, okay, wow, we actually we paid a premium uh, to get him to play for us, which I thought was relatively interesting that he yeah. didn't sign for a minimum deal. It was like one year at 5.5, right? Yeah, upwards of $5.5 million, which, you know what? If we have the money, let's at least use it to get somebody. Um, but I think overall the, the deal is, okay, this is until we get our other guys back. Like because week, let's say it's week 15 and we have – an edge rush group of Adafe, Justin Houston, JPP, Tyus Bowser, and David Ojabo. I'm like, wow, that's a really good edge rusher group. Problem is right now it's Adafe and it's Justin Houston. And then we have to wait for JPP to play his first game. So we're going to see what they end up doing. But I, I feel like it's a really good signing. It's the best signing I felt like they could have done um, to help this team in the now. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, you know, I, I can't really argue with that. I, yeah, I mean, he's maybe one of the best available guys out there. I know D Ford, due to his um, injuries, he's he's pretty much on the borderline retired retirement, right? Because he did get yeah. released. So, I mean, he he would have been the next best option, but with, you know, due to his circumstance and his health, there's no reason for him to continue even playing right now. So, I mean, I definitely understand. I definitely get it. Um, it's an assurance policy. It's an assurance policy. They went ahead, spent some money. He wasn't cheap about it. He wasn't cheap. Um, this offseason with you know trying to target guys so so that we heard when it came to Bobby Wagner's or Darius Smith, we heard you know that they they, they they put out a good offer out there, but they just didn't bite. But everybody else said that we end up picking up, you know. Um, they've been great additions. So I mean, I definitely understand it, I definitely uh get it, you know. I mean, hopefully, like you said, he got enough juice, he's switching it out with Justin Houston enough. Um, because uh after we see Justin. We see Justin for a strong maybe one to three plays. Next thing you know, he's still out there on the field, you know, and, and he's losing his juice, <laughs> which is understandable. He's 35. I get it. I totally get it. And I totally respect it. And the quarterbacks nowadays, they are more mobile. Tua showed that. And we actually said that, too. So, hey, um, Jason Pierre-Paul, um, welcome to the Ravens. Welcome to the Ravens Nation. Ravens flock, man. Hopefully you can be a great asset and a, and a, a great uh, corner piece to this defense and help us out. A hundred percent. Because, you know, let's kind of talk about that Miami game. The Ravens defense needs some help right now. Um, and I think getting, you know, after watching that game, I think adding veterans is probably a better move than adding young assets because it was it was not a good week for it. We saw uh, Kyle Hamilton. He, he talked to the media. Um, you know, I don't know if it was a, a true press conference, but I saw it quotes from him talking about how, like, this is something that you can't put on, you know, he's not someone that this was my favorite part about it, was he was not like, oh man, I'm just a young guy. got to get better. He was like, no, 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 that's not an excuse for what happened. Like, he's like, I need to be better no matter what. And I, I really felt like Kyle Hamilton took the initiative that you don't see out of a lot of other guys. And I, I really like that. And so hopefully this is a bounce back week for him. You know, he comes from a, a blue collar school. He comes from a blue collar program yeah. in the, the Notre Dame, uh, defense, you know, 
The Ravens may not have the best rapport recently with Notre Dame prospects, but let's change it with Kyle Hamilton. I, I rarely saw Miles Boykin coming out there being like, man, I just got to be better. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We know we weren't seeing that after the drops. We weren't him being like, man, I can't blame that on my hands. I can't do that. No, 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 no. We never heard from him. He was a ghost. We saw Miles Boykin on third and four and less. Like, that's when we saw him. He didn't do anything on those plays, but we saw him check in. Um, and also when the Rams are up like 35 on the Miami Dolphins. Then we also see him catching touchdowns as well. So, overall, I like the initiative that Kyle Hamilton took. But this defense – Going into the New England Patriots, a very different system. What do you think they need to work on the most, Joshua, defensively? You know, we'll say over the next two weeks, right? Because we got the Patriots, then we have the Bills. What do they need to fix the most? I think it just really comes down to fundamentals of communication. I mean, I you had to understand your playbook. Y'all didn't had a lot of time to understand your playbook. And I don't know, you know, of course – when different when you go against different teams, different systems, there's going to be more plays installed for the week. But you know, it's it's going to be different variations off the base of what you already know, what you already understand as a player, and what you've been doing for you know, dang near maybe five plus plus ten years of your life. I mean, this mm-hmm. is this is you know, uh, this is a child's sport. So I mean, it doesn't get no easier when you're playing it. The only thing you got to do is catch up with the speed on the next level. We already know Kyle Hamilton has the IQ. We know he has the IQ. Excuse me. We know he can. You know, we know he can play in the NFL. We've seen him out there these past two weeks, getting, uh, getting around the ball, striking. All we just need him to do is use his thinking cap when it comes to that pass coverage and make a play. You know, um, and we can't have we can't have that miscommunication in the secondary. We got a better. We have a better group. We have a. We have. Better safeties, you know. Chuck Clark, yes, he's still there, but they use him in a way where he's still effective, you know, in the in the nickel in, in our nickel uh defense, having him as the uh coverage linebacker. I I absolutely love it. It makes him become more aggressive, and you know, he doesn't have the fair, he doesn't have the best of speed, but he can line up on a t- on a tight end every now and then, and he's very aggressive, you know. So we just gotta be more fundamental, understand, understand our playbook, go out there and play as a unit. And just really get out, get after the ball, and run game. We we've been uh, we've been letting these guys, you know, run on us. I mean, uh, what's it, Michael Carter from the Jets, and yep. Um, who was the running back for? Um, well, Miami? I mean, we went against Carter, Brees Hall, Raheem yeah. Mostert, Ken, you know, Chase Edmonds, I believe. Yeah, they was doing a dang on thing. I mean, come on now, y'all. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, you know, I know everybody don't love him, love him, but he said it the best. This bottom, the Baltimore Ravens for the past 26, 27 years, we have been built on defense. Yes, now we're in the Lamar Jackson era. We know we're going to get points. We know we're going we gonna to light up the scoreboard. But at the same time, defense win you championships. And I'm not, and I'm not saying, oh, Patrick Queen has to be the next Ray Lewis. I'm not saying Marcus Williams has to be the next Eric Reed. But these guys have He's to be. kind of looking like it. Yes, yes, <laughs> he is. He is. But what I'm saying is, they have to be the best variation of themselves. They, mm-hmm. if they want to, you know, keep on, you know, getting that notoriety. If they want to become that All Pro guy, they want to become that Pro Bowler. If they want to be that champion. They have to dig deep within themselves. Have a team meeting, whatever the case is. Get healthy. Learn how to tackle. Uh, clog the holes. 
hit those, hit everything that moves and you know and make turnovers and play Ravens football. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know the thing that you brought up that I like the most is the communication, right? You know, and, and playing fundamental football. That is what the Ravens need to do. That is, you know, that is what all defenses need to do. But overall, the Ravens, their biggest issue, not this year. I mean, yet this year is their biggest issue, I think. But over the last couple of seasons, what has it been? It's been communication in the yeah. secondary within the defense. And I, again, I don't know exactly who is to blame. You know, nobody else, nobody knows outside of the Baltimore Ravens building. Mm-hmm. But the signal caller of the defense has been the same over the last couple of seasons. And it is, and everyone around him keeps shifting, right? New corners, new safeties, new linebackers. And it's always still breaking down, breaking down, breaking down. We've even gotten a new defensive coordinator. Chuck Clark has been the signal caller. Chuck Clark has played well this season. I have no problems with his play this season. But maybe it's time for a change just in the signal caller. Maybe don't have it be in the secondary, right? I, I, I don't know exactly what's going on with the communication, but something, because how it goes, it goes from Mike McDonald to Chuck Clark to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Something in that process isn't working, and the middleman is Chuck. And too often we see guys, and it could be situations like Jalen Armour Davis on the deep touchdown to Tyree Kill. Um, he thought he had safety help. Maybe, that could be 100% on him. Maybe he, he, he got the play wrong. Maybe he interpreted, maybe he heard it and was like, I thought we were running cover six because we saw Marcus Peters play underneath. I thought we were going cover six, but I thought I was on the side, you know, where we, I had safety help. Maybe, maybe it was a situation like that where like he got the play properly. He just misinterpreted it and maybe it's completely on him, but there were two, three plays where it's like, guys are just messing up and doing that thing. Again, I don't know if it's Chuck Clark. It could be individual players just making boneheaded mistakes on their own. Yeah. But, I mean, this has been happening for the last couple of years where guys turn around and they're like, where's the safety help? I thought I had safety help. That is a consistent theme for the Ravens. And I know a lot of times, you know, it happens to every team a couple times a year. But, I mean, it, it was almost every game last year. Yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, wow, look at that. Once again. Here's Justin Jefferson running behind us. Here's Jamar Chase running behind us. And the guys are turning around like Tyron Matthew turning around for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, dude, where's the safety? What is he doing? Either they're expecting safety help and they're not supposed to be expecting it, or the safeties are supposed to be giving safety help and they're not giving it. That communication right there is, I think, the biggest problem with this defense. And there's a lot of problems, right? The pass rush isn't getting there as quickly as possible. But I think the miscommunications – because the pass rush not getting there on certain plays, right? Yeah. It can, you know, they may get six yards, right? Boom, he hit that check down. He had enough time. The miscommunication in the secondary is, wow, 65 yards, touchdown. Those are much bigger issues, right? Yeah. The Ravens are a team that is supposed to control the clock, and they're supposed to kind of destroy the other the opponents in their – ability to get those big plays they want to shrink the field and they want to make them slowly get up the field and then you know one of their playmakers right because that's why you have mark spears marcus williams you have these guys that can make these big plays Mm -hmm. give them more the more opportunities they have the more plays the opposing offense has in a drive 
the more opportunities. Now, obviously, you want a three and out. But I would rather have a nine-play touchdown drive for the opponent than a one-play touchdown drive for the opponent because the nine-play, at least they're not getting over the top. Make them really work for that touchdown. We don't want a busted coverage because a lot of people are hyping up too. And I saw someone I put out on, on Twitter and in the YouTube community section, they said, I said like, hey, we're doing a podcast or anything you want us to bring up. And somebody brought up, um, I believe it was on the YouTube side. So I will pull that up. Um, here it is. It comes from uh, Shaquan Scott. It says, talk about how the Dolphins loss was a fluke and how everyone is making Tua out to be Joe Montana. I'll talk about the Tua to be Joe Montana. We're bailing him out. Tua played well. I have no problems with Tua's play. But, I mean, a lot of those situations were wide-open guy, Tua's hitting him. Like, we're making Tua look like Joe Montana. Like, yeah. yeah, he did look like Joe Montana. Why? Because everybody was wide open. We're bailing him out. We're giving him layups and layups and layups. And these teams are going to hit those. These are NFL quarterbacks. Every every quarterback in the NFL can hit those, right? Maybe not Tyler Huntley, but that's, you know, that's a deep ball. You know, <laughs> The Tyler Huntley uh, believers are going to be upset about that one. But – Overall, communication, I think, is the biggest thing on the defense. And Because and, if you get that communication, everybody can play their role. The Bill Belichick, fundamental, do your job. If you don't know your job, it's hard to do it. And the communication is what gets the job to the players. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, back to the tour situation, like, people – did we or did we not say in the, pre, in, the, in the pregame show that he has arguably the fastest wide receiver core right now? Oh, yeah. And he's not scared to throw the ball no more. They're letting these guys fly. And with the two, we're having the two fastest guys uh in your wide receiver group. You can give you can give them, you know, slant routes and they can make things happen. We done seen Jalen, we saw Jalen Bottle um hit a hit a ten and out or or dig or, or dig. I mean, <laughs> so hey, Tua, listen, y'all deserve the beers, y'all deserve to win. Because y'all, y'all took y'all, y'all saw our mishaps, y'all saw our miscues, y'all took advantage of it, and we didn't respond defensively. We didn't respond. So hey, by all means, y'all, y'all got that win. But, but, don't think that's gonna happen every Sunday for the Miami Dolphins, especially for Mister Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> His little brother don't even do that. Do that at the University of Maryland. He barely did it at Alabama. <laughs> and he had another great wide receiving core when he was at Alabama. So, you know, everybody that's Finns fans, everybody that's saying, oh, you know, after this season, Lamar's going to go to Miami and Tua's going to be out of a job. No. Miami, Baltimore, Florida, Baltimore going to be here in Florida, Baltimore. My, uh, Tua is going to stay in Miami. And every and all, all that y'all saw last week, it ain't gonna be an every week thing. So I mean, by all means, Tua, you get. I'm gonna clap it up for you. Six touchdowns, but it's not gonna be an every week thing. Won't believe that. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Like the Ravens' miscommunications were atrocious, and it, it was just too many situations. He's got the wide receivers. There, there's gonna be games where he looks good, but it's not gonna be every week, right? You know, week one they got the dub. They were against the Patriots. They had one big play. And it was on a, a, you know, it wasn't a check down, but I want to say it was a, a 10 yard pass. And I think Waddle broke it out uh, 40 yards and ended up getting that touchdown. So overall, we're going to see what the Miami Dolphins are. But, you know, in terms of the Ravens, in terms of 
looking forward. Let's go to the offensive side of the ball, Joshua. New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills next. What do they got to do on offense? They got to run. They have to run. J.K., listen, I know your plan is safe. J.K., I love you. But I'm I'm as I'm hungry as you to get back on the field. I'm I want you to get back on the field, especially against a New England team. I'm not saying a, I'm not saying the New England defense is you know any pushovers. They are they are a stout sound sound group. But I do respect. I do know that our offensive line is going to fight for you and battle for you. I mean, hell, I don't know what the rating is, but our offensive line in the past pro been doing a dang old thing. I mean, Lamar has got a, has got touched. He may have gotten sacked. But for the for the past two weeks, they have for the most part keeping Lamar Jackson clean. And I know if we go zone blocking with a JK Diamonds, he can hit the outside and give us yards. Because right now, using King King and Drake as our number one running back, it is not working. I don't know if the I know he's older, but I don't know if he lacks the vision. I don't know if he can't see the hole anymore. But it's not good. Um Mike Davis, I really thought Mike Davis was going to be running back number one because he was the one that been in the house for the longest. He knows the plays. He has been a re- build a rapport with Lamar Jackson, and when he does run, he runs pretty hard, and he gets you positive yards. Justice Hill, Justice Hill is the fastest guy with no dang on vision. He needs to be running. I don't, I don't even know if I want to put him on the USA Olympic team because I don't even know if he can run a hundred meter dash straight through. So, with that being said, we need to run the ball. I need J.K. to get healthy, and I need Gus Edwards to really get healthy so we can have our one-two punch because we already know we can pass the ball, but right now we are not the Kansas City Chiefs. We are not the Buffalo Bills, meaning they have one of the those two teams and the AFC have one of the best passing games and have a low-tier running game. But – because they have one of the best passing games, it makes up for what they do in the run. We are a running team. And with this running back group, this running back group damn near is worse than last year's running back group. And we and we picked those guys up off the street. <laughs> the Ravens need something in the run game. And I, I think it is the running backs. I don't think Kenyon Drake, you know, are they getting wide open holes? Do they have, you know, the, the hogs running, you know, you know, as their offensive line. No, it's not the best offensive line in the world, but they, there are opportunities for them to make these big plays, and they're, they're not falling forward. They're not doing this. Ravens drafted a young running back. I say we, we maybe have to give Tyler Beatty a chance because it's a situation. It's a situation right here where Justice Hill, you would think, is better, but Justice Hill cannot get up the field. He, he refused. If you guys haven't seen the play, Justice Hill – when we when you, we initially watched it, it was like boom, Justice Hill explosive run, and then you watch it again, and you're like, dude, you are running the wrong direction. Turn to where the blockers are, not run into your blockers. Run to the hole your blockers made. Um, instead, he runs out of bounds when he had half the field to work with. He chooses to run out of he bounds. Probably had, he probably could have had a touchdown. That's what makes things worse. Oh, he yeah. I, you know what, McCon? I played with a guy, and, and you know what, y'all? If anybody from St. Francis football ever watches TTB and y'all was there uh, my junior year, y'all know which running back I'm talking about. Fastest guy that I know. And the, the coach at that time had so much hope in that young man, but he was he was another Justice Hill. 
I mean, he can cut up into a hole, but he'll still run out. He'll he'll run to the hole, the left side, and go out of bounds. Like he didn't want to get touched. I remember, I remember we lost the game so bad. You know, we we got on we got on him. He ended up throwing he he ended up throwing his dress shoe at one of my teammates. He was so mad at us because he couldn't run the ball straight north and south. When you're a running back, they teach you in Pop Warner north and south. Now, if you got wiggle, you can make it. If you can make a hard cut. You know, from the east side and go back up north. By all means, if you can make, if you if you can stop, if you can stop, make somebody dance and, and you know make them fall back and go south. By all means, go south. Get us a touchdown. But they might be, they might be family. I don't know if he know justice personally. But no, we we need some guys that's going to run this ball and you know help 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 my uh, running back out because Demarcus Robinson said it. I don't know if uh, Ravens family, if y'all follow the, uh, the Ravens page, he said he got wide receivers now. My quarterback ain't got to run – doesn't have to run the ball no more. Michael Irvin who and whoever else thinks that Lamar Jackson has to run the ball just so we can win, he's showing you that he can sling the rock. And, you know, I know everybody's worried about this wide receiver group, but this wide receiver group in just two weeks – it's showing you that they can make things happen. <laughs> you know, we've been said in the offseason, hey, man, if we don't add a Julio Jones, it's cool. I'm going to rock. We're going to rock with our guys in-house. In and whatever our guys in-house has showed us, that they can compete. I would take this group over the 2019 group any day of the week, any day of the week. Yeah, I, I it's, it's a situation where – it doesn't have to be Lamar running the ball. It has to be someone that runs the ball with success. And when we get JK, when we get Gus, it's going to be better. It's going to be so much better. But in the meantime, I think it may have to be Lamar. Um, but I think – I here's the thing. I'm seeing very little read options. Mm-hmm. Very little read options, which is surprising to me. Throwing in a read option, let Lamar – hand it off on the read option. I don't Lamar doesn't have to keep it. But it gives the opportunity to where that linebacker freezes for a second. Maybe that's what Kenny Drake or Mike Davis needs. Maybe like that small thing. I mean we saw the the read option with Lamar Jackson. We took it 79 yards to the house. Did the read option. I think it was Duvernay running um you know the potential jet sweep. I, I think that's who it was. Overall the Ravens need to get somebody involved in the run game. They cannot rely on Kenny Drake and Mike Davis because the Patriots are going to focus on the Ravens passing game because yep. I don't think they're going to be sitting there and think, oh, wow, I just, I'm just really afraid of that Ravens run game. The Ravens run game sucks right now. They, there is nothing good going for the Ravens run game outside of Lamar Jackson being able to break some big runs. That's what they've got going for them. Yep. That is, that is their move. It's Lamar Jackson, break a big one. That's all we got for you. So, Maybe, maybe it's time for a change of running back. Maybe they need to go with Tyler Beatty. Maybe they need to bring back – I don't know where he is. Nate McCurry may be on a practice squad somewhere. He may be in Baltimore, actually. I cannot remember where he is. He wasn't on the initial practice squad, but he may have been brought back. I hope so because I think he did do a recent tryout for a team. So I don't know. Let's see. I'm going to look up Nate McCurry right now. He's, he's currently a free agent. He turns his legs and he falls forward. It's more than Mike Davis is more than Kenny Drake. So maybe that's what the Ravens need. So I don't, I, 
<laughs> yeah. So we're gonna find out, but I think it's it's gotta be it's gotta be the run game because the passing game looks good, right? Like yeah. and imagine because I think Ravens for in the first two rounds in this upcoming draft they're gonna go with a wide receiver. I think. Um, I think they're gonna get that guy to go be next to Bateman, um, a probably guy. a second round guy. I think the other guy, you know, edge rusher, you know, in the first round. Well, depending, maybe if Ojabo comes in and it's like, oh man, this guy's crazy good. Maybe we go at uh, corner or something like that. But there's a chance we go wide receiver again. That could make it Eagles like. Do you do you think? Okay, let me let me throw this curveball at you. If Adafi doesn't doesn't produce how we expect them, first second round, I can see us going edge rush again. Oh, definitely. If we don't get the production that we're hoping we can get. You know, I, I think it absolutely could, but but if he, he also turn- we're gonna see if Ojabo looks really good, mm. then then maybe we don't. Even if Odafe is like okay, because Odafe could be the number two pass rusher for the Ravens if Ojabo really steps up. Yeah, but if neither of them are stepping up, the Ravens could go edge rusher. Um, absolutely, edge yeah, rusher, wide receiver, or corner. I think those are the big needs right now. Those are really the only needs. Hey, if we go wide receiver, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Addison, Mr. Addison from uh, USC. Oh, if he fell to the Ravens, that would be so filthy. <laughs> so saying. filthy. Just saying. That's a, that's a one-two That's a one-two combo I can see for the next five, six years. And Lamar Jackson, I think that would keep Lamar Baltimore. <laughs> no, I, I think he's saying no matter what, but I think that would be a, a nice sure. incentive. Uh, but Joshua, let's do let's do kind of a, a final preview for this game against the Patriots. What's the biggest thing you're looking for in this game? Just how just how our defense responds. I mean, like I said, this is going to be a defensive matchup. Mac Jones is not the best QB, but you know they do they do run a a sustainable style of offense in order for Mac Jones to succeed. Our defense needs to step up. They need to they need to, they need to bounce back. You know, show show that they could be more fundamentally sound. We've now seen them. You know, make the tackle. I'm loving it. Now I need to see them, you know, stop be a dominating force in the run game. I need to see our pet. I need to see our edge rushers get up the field, you know, get some more sacks. Preferably out of uh, out of Adafi. I've seen, you know, Justin Houston on that one-two play that he that he has enough juice to, you know, to try to finish finish off the uh, sack. Mac Jones is not a mobile guy like a tour, um, so you know he's more in the pocket like Joe Flacco. So maybe he can get him, but um, I definitely want to see some. Some more movement out of uh, Adafi, um, and I would definitely would love to see our secondary bounce back. More communication, showing that they, you know, like, hey, we done fixed our we done, we fixed our corrections. We came in this game, put put week two behind us, and listen, we are here to stay, and we going we going to do what Ravens what Ravens defense do, and that's dominate. Yeah, I just want to see no busted coverages. Yeah. That would make me happy. Even if the Ravens lose, even if it's, oh, wow, the Patriots are just, you know, moving the ball up the field pretty well. It's like, I don't care if that happens. Good for the Patriots. But do not let those wide receivers get behind this defense because you thought you had safety help. Do not just, you know, abandon the wrong coverage. Like, just play fundamental defense on the back end of the defense. And that's going to make me happy. Now, if they call, you know, a cover zero and a guy's able to, you know, beat the one-on-one, whatever, that's fine. That's not a busted coverages. That's not a busted coverage. I just don't want to see any busted coverages. That's the biggest thing I'm looking for because um, I think that's the the toughest part 
um, of, of what this Ravens defense needs to fix. Make sure you stop those, those busted coverages. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Is there anything on the offensive side of the ball? JK go for 100 yards on his first game back. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I know I know his reps are going to be limited, but I feel like, you know, once he gets in the game and they activate him, he's going to make the best of every every time he touches the ball. So uh, I got to see if JK is really back. Yeah, and, and hopefully we're able to see him this week. You know, obviously he's looking like, hey, he's actually practicing. He's actually doing all these things. So if he's able to return, I think it's going to be huge for the Ravens because he is someone that, in, with every carry, he puts in 100% effort. Every carry. And we saw, you know, his rookie year, mm-hmm. he started off the season, he wasn't getting a ton of carries. But it was like, dude, he is the best running back on this team. Like, very clearly from the get-go. Everyone knew, okay, yeah, he's taking Mark Ingram's spot. And he's, yeah. he's jumping over Gus Edwards. So, overall, I, I expect that to come back um, if he does end up playing. So, I, I'm i the same way. I want to see the run game. But I also want to see, keep the Ravens offense explosive. Keep the passing game explosive. Keep taking those deep shots. Keep make, trying to get those big plays because those are the things that are making the Ravens offense work right now. We have not really seen a lot of drives where it's 12 play drives like we're used to because that comes from running the football well. The Ravens drives have been like, oh, well, look, Bateman, 70 yards. <laughs> oh, look at that. Lamar, 70 yards. Oh, look at that. Bateman, 55 yards. Those are That's how the Ravens offense has really been working this year, the big plays. Keep the big plays going in the offensive side of the ball. Even Isaiah Likely got, you know, a big 25 or 35-yard reception down the sideline last week. So keep being explosive on the offensive side of the ball is the other thing that I kind of want to really see. I'm glad you brought up the gorilla because I definitely was going to say I need him to be more of a weapon on this offense. He, I feel like he can be such he, – he can be an X factor. You know, all the hype from preseason has to transition into this regular season because he may not see it right now, but between, you know – you know, me and you, we've been talking about it ever since we done picked up uh, Isaiah Lightly. I've been, I've been, you know, on the bandwagon, bandwagon of making him wide receiver number two. He can be an intricate piece to this offense, and you know, he just got to settle down. He just got to, you know, you already have the praise from your uh, starting quarterback. Just trust the process. If he points to you to keep on moving, keep on, keep on extending the plate. Go do that. If you need to sit, you know, to make yourself available, sit and make yourself available. And also, you know, block better. Don't need you in the doghouse. We, we we ain't got time for John Harbaugh to put you in the uh in the in, in the doghouse. But you know, like I said, Gorilla, you can definitely be a great piece of this offense. Um, just make yourself available, man. Uh, uh when it's your time to get on the field and just do do what you do best, which is dominate. And the, I, I would say our, my last thing when it comes to this offense is make better play calling. Yes, I know we want to be aggressive as can be when it comes to fourth down, fourth and one, fourth and inches. But if we're in certain certain places on the field, we need to go ahead and punt the ball. Like you said, McConnell, I've never really been into punting, but Jordan Stout was arguably one of the best punters in this year's draft, and we picked him up. So why not go ahead and use this young man? And also, if we don't, if we cannot get the ball into the end zone, we have arguably a Hall of Famer as a kicker that you did give a contract extension. Go ahead, let him get out there, give you three points. You don't always have to go forward 
all the time. I understand being aggressive. I love it. But let's not start with let's not start this year off the way we finished it last year. We'll keep on leaving points off the board. Absolutely. Use the special teams. You know, if you're at the 50 yard line, the Ravens seemingly only kick from the 50 yard line at the end of the game. Or sorry, not the 50 yard line, the 40 yard line should be a 50 plus yard field goal. Mm-hmm. They're always going for it. Oh, it's it's fourth and two from the 50 or from the 40. It's like Dude, we have Justin Tucker. At least that's a chance at points. Or punt it. Stop going for it at midfield. You know, if you want to go for it and, you know, I don't like the going for it at midfield. I don't like it. Play the field position game or take your points. You know, those are the two options I think the Ravens have to go with. You know, if it's fourth and goal from the one-yard line, I'm okay with it as long as they don't run the exact same play they've run every single time at the, you know, from the one yard line, which obviously they do because it's Greg, Greg Roman. Uh, But overall, that's kind of my thoughts. Joshua, do you have anything else you want to talk about in this episode? All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. You know, we can't wait for, you know, this, this upcoming Sunday, you know, the the redemption game against the new England Patriots. We lost to the Patriots last time we played them. We're mad about that Dolphins losses to bounce back. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. Subscribe, and we'll see all of you again.